Bill Ash wrote that as a result of their experiences of crash and capture, most were understandably not overly keen on pushing the odds even further by escaping in the heart of Germany. Though every Kriegi might dream of escape and most were willing to help others to get away, the chances were so slim of making it home and the dangers of being shot before you were out of the camp perimeter was so great that most decided to wait it out. The proportion of would-be escapers to those who accepted their fate is difficult to establish with precision. The RAF's history of Stalagluft III lists 138 men who had some involvement in escape activities in East Compound during the 34 months of its existence. Many of them were engaged in ancillary roles, such as acting as lookouts or forging documents rather than digging tunnels. The document records that about 1,850 prisoners passed through the compound in that time. That means that more than 90% of Kriegis were content to wait out the war to its end. The RAF's internal history of Stalagluft VI at Heidekrug, a camp for NCOs, estimates the proportion of escape-minded prisoners at only 5%. Bill Ash put the figure somewhat higher, but pointed out the significant variations in the degree of commitment. There cannot have been a single POW who did not think about escaping, he wrote. Yet, maybe only a third in an average camp would have been actively involved in escaping-related activities. Most of the other two-thirds would assist, if possible, behind the scenes and undergo some hardships to help. The majority of pro-escapers did a vital job, keeping an eye on the guards over long, dull shifts or helping to prepare anything from documents to clothes and maps or digging implements. But he reckoned maybe only 5% were committed to getting outside the wire at all costs. And of those, one attempt was usually enough. For the one or two percent who remained, escaping became a way of life. At the other end of the spectrum were those whose experiences had so scarred them that keeping their heads down and surviving the war was all they could manage. The reluctance of men who had already cheated death to dice with it once again is understandable. At the beginning, at least, inertia was strong and the attractions of camp life powerful. Inside the Y, you were out of the firing line for good. Your captors sheltered and fed you. The German rations might be meagre, but if Red Cross parcel deliveries were running smoothly, you enjoyed chocolate and other luxuries that were denied to the guards. The daily life of the camp was monotonous and filled with remorseless tedium. There were, though, ways of escaping it. There were many opportunities for self-improvement which could fill some of the vast acreage of spare time. The camp was full of men with peacetime expertise to pass on. Kriegis could learn a language, study Shakespeare or painting, get involved in the camp theatre, or, via the Red Cross, take a correspondence course to gain a qualification that would serve them well in post-war life. What is harder to explain is the attitude of what Bill Ash called the escapologists. It was sometimes stated in prison camp stories written after the war that prisoners had a duty to escape. If so, any such imperative was implied rather than stated. In 1936, the Air Council issued a document titled The Responsibilities of a Prisoner of War, Instructions and Guidance for All Ranks in the Event of Capture by the Enemy. The text is largely taken up with how a prisoner should conduct himself under interrogation, 
It explains that in accordance with the Geneva Convention, prisoners were required to give only their name, rank and number, and to maintain a rigid silence thereafter, avoiding even the answers yes or no. They were to avoid all fraternization and refuse all favors, and the airman was to establish at the outset that he is a type from whom nothing can be learned. There is a presumption that the prisoner will be interested in escape, for example, in the instruction to keep your eyes and ears open after capture, you may learn much which may be of use both to your country and yourself if you succeed in escaping. There is nothing, though, that says that once in enemy hands you were compelled to try to break free.